0: This is Hank from the Wildflower Bee Farm, and this is your audio podcast for April twenty second, twenty twenty one. We had snow. We had cold weather the last couple of days. This morning we got up; it was minus five Celsius. It's it was freezing. Um, today it's going to go up to nine. The snow should all melt, and hopefully there wasn't a lot of damage, but uh, to the flowers. But obviously there would be at that temperature, I think. Also, the local fruit farmers are probably having some significant issues today when they look at what's happened. Now, um, perhaps the coating of snow did help protect some things. We're not sure, but a great deal going on uh, with, um, with the snow and the, and the peaks and valleys and the, the extremes in temperature. I just don't know how wildlife does it. You know, the bees, we still have bees, the majority of them, you can tell by the internal temperature with our home accept the monitors are really really um, active you know 30 degree plus even though the sensors are at the very top of the hive in the um, screened uh, area so you know they're uh, they're heating up interesting uh, fact as we as we walk around the farm if you remember last time i talked about creating living hives i, I took a chainsaw and i I cut out uh, mainly in a willow, a very large willow. The maple, the the sugar maple was, uh, sorry, the red maple already had an entry point and I just sort of cleaned it out and put a cover on it. But the willow uh, was a complete construction job. Um, First time really I had to do something like that, put it all together, so hopefully it'll work and some bees will come in. But what I did do is I put a temperature sensor and humidity sensor inside the living willow hive. It's a willow tree and lo and behold while it was minus five today and i posted it on instagram while it was minus five today it was one degree inside the high so it was six degree difference this morning and it goes to and and it's been like that consistently Uh, the humidity is also much higher however it's been in the in the 90s consistently in the 90 percent range regardless of what's happening outside so that has to be a product of you know just being A living organism which is a tree and uh, the humidity inside that uh, that enclosed space but the you know even on days when the temperature went up to eight or nine around it you would see that the hive would even though it's not occupied so there's nothing in this hive you would see that the the hive, in fact, would have that temperature maintained constant throughout the evening till the next morning, even though at you know at night it'd go down to two until we had this recent cold spell. So the um, the willow hive is living hive is, has been really important, even though we've only had collected data for a few days on the real micro habitat for our honeybees. I talk about it in the online teaching. I talk about it in. Um, some of the blogs you'll see at wallflowerbeefarm.com. The micro habitat is basically your house and your front and backyard. And if you look at that for bees, the house does appear to be significantly important, although we have had success this past winter with hives in the typical rectangular Langstroth. The top bar hives survived all of them. The one log hive, which was a log where a hive was created and then that log was attached to a living tree, so the log is not in the tree. That hive survived and seems to be thriving this spring. We have uh, four more of them out as a possible uh, swarm catchers, should the swarms start happening. And now we have two hives inside living trees, which we'll be monitoring, and hopefully I'll do one or two a year and we'll get to 10 or 15 trees uh, of having a uh, living hive. And I think, you know, when you when you read the science that talks about, you know, trees are a mile apart, it's because they don't have a lot to eat. In our case, because of the 35 plus acres of, of forage, including different clovers, which are highly helpful in increasing the population of bees on our property, I think that gives us an opportunity to do that. So that's the first point. The second is I was able to track down um, queens there's a there's an organization in saskatchewan that raises queens in a way that's more like what we're doing with helping bees they spend the winter outdoors and you know saskatchewan is really cold Uh, and they are bees uh, uh, queens that are also somewhat uh, selected or survived different diseases definitely a different genetic pool and i actually ordered five of them and they're supposed to be coming in June. So what I'll be doing is splitting five hives and adding these queens, and hopefully some of them will survive, just to add new genetics to our ecosystem here. Highly helpful, I think. And hopefully that will, you know, unless something else comes along, that will be what all we'll need to do to maintain what's starting to happen here. I was kind of reluctant to do it because I was worried that you know, things are starting to move forward, but the other issue is because we didn't have a lot of loss, we really have no selection process going on. So I'm not sure how that's gonna happen. Perhaps this year we'll have more of a 30, 40, 50% loss. And although that sounds horrific, it's actually an advantage, <clears throat> excuse me, because it <clears throat> it, it sort of helps with the bees that survive being that much more, that much stronger. Um, Also if, you know, for example, the majority of the bees in the top bar and the log hive survive and the Langstroth do not, that tells us something obviously under the same conditions. But we're going to see how that turns out. Um, I'm not sure how to actually put one of these new queens in an existing log hive. That may be a problem. So they'll probably all be in Langstroth hives and then they'll have to swarm, hopefully in a couple years, into a log hive. So hoping to get out today, also planning a windbreak to to continue to build on the property. And uh, I'll keep you posted again next time. So I just downloaded the video blog for this week on drones, orientation flights, and getting ready to swarm. So have a look at wildflowerbeefarm.com. Look forward to talking to you again next time.